Hey guys, Jacob here. Uh, we did a special live episode on Mother's Day uh, as a joint production effort with uh, Bake Your Own Amazing Bagels, who do online bagel classes. Uh, it's my mom's organization, and she asked us to do a live Boudoua Goose recording as a part of the entertainment during the event. So this is ripped directly from a Zoom recording. Uh, the audio quality might not be as nice as you're used to, um, and also you might hear some like other sounds in the background, but we thought the episode was good enough that we wanted to release it as one of our regular episodes. So, uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, and enjoy Mum's the Word. Well, boys, what are you going to sing? To squeeze up without any use, a lemon without any juice. Boo, 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 she couldn't say boo to a goose. Hey, Frank, bring up some of those things, will you? Yes, boy, I'm thinking them right now. Okay, everybody ready? Yes, sir! Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. And you're listening to Voodoo a Goose, a podcast about idioms, expressions, and slang. From across the pond. Uh, so this is our first live episode. <laughs> it's pretty strange we're, to do that rehearsed in live. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we, and we're recording this as a part of a Mother's Day uh, with my mom, Lori Lieber, who's on the call. Hi, mom. Hi. If you can hear us. If you're not, okay. I can hear you. <laughs> uh, uh, um, for her bagel making, okay, great. For her bagel making uh, class that she's conducting for Mother's Day, but we're doing a special Mother's Day term uh, for this episode. So Annie, what is the Mother's Day term you've selected? Mum's the word. Mum's the word. We all use it. We all know it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose, first off, uh, my question to you is, does, in England, there would be some confusion here because mums, the word, would refer to what we call mother because we call mothers mums. Yeah, M-U-M. M-U-M in yeah. England. So is there any confusion about this relating to mothers in, in America? Uh, I mean, uh, to be honest, that never occurred to me. Um, but... Uh... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think mum, I mean, mum, I mean, I think of like, isn't that a, what we call flowers mums? Chrysanthemums? I'm going to get it right. <laughs> Chrysanthemums? Yes. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Um, I didn't know that until I started researching it. For me, mums meant mother, full stop. Sure. Mum was mother. Mum's the word I always thought had something to do with, I don't know, your mum telling you. Oh, off, be, be quiet or I'll, be or, quiet or, or you'll get in trouble with yeah, mom. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that's, I mean, that is just to, to clarify for everyone. Uh, mum's the word, if I'm not mistaken, means, you know, keep this under your hat, keep it quiet. Yeah, it means be silent. Yeah. The Western Dictionary um, says it means used to say that some information is being kept secret or should be kept secret. Um, another definition I found was a request or a pledge to keep something secret. Like someone saying, I'll keep mum's the word, or sure. someone else saying, mom's the word to you yeah yeah um okay so um the confusion to do with mother's day definitely comes in from my side of the pond maybe not so much your side of the pond yeah i i mean even though this is the mother's day episode i'll be honest i never crossed my mind this could have anything to do with mom <laughs> okay well what do you think the origin is uh if i had to guess something about keeping your mouth closed and making an mm sound all right well <laughs> You had to be right, didn't you? Oh my God, really? <laughs> You're never normally right about these. I just think it's one very obvious, but maybe because it just doesn't translate. It, it, in England, it, there's so much confusion around it, but overseas it doesn't. But oh, okay. You, you're right. It's like I a mean, false cognate, I guess. Yeah. It, it, well, it, I use false cognate correctly? There's, um, there's a couple of different things. So uh, it's meant silence is around 1350. And some people believe it comes from the the sound someone makes when one's lips are closed, like hum or an mmm. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. So that's why it's to do be silent. I mean, it's been around, mum's the word, the actual phrase appears in print from about 1700. Um, But mum being used to mean silent has appeared even earlier than that. Um, And it was used by Shakespeare in Henry VI II in 1591, um, where he says, seal up your lips and give no words but mum. Uh, and this wasn't the first time Shakespeare didn't invent it. Okay, sure. It was used by. It he didn't invent many other terms. But this one, not to brag, he just used it. It was already quite commonplace. Um, so that that's that's one theory that it comes from this idea of keeping mouth. Mm. But other linguists have said that actually may just be a slang version of mome. M-O-M-M-E, um, which M-O- in Middle English, which means also be silent and do not reveal. Sure. So it's hard to say which one I actually come from, but I can't believe you actually hit nail on the head and you guessed where the I phrase mean, mum's might. The, mum's the word has been in like, like, mum's the word is in like Bugs Bunny cartoons. Like this is such a, this, this one is a, a fairly established American word, I would say. Okay. He's fighting the gangsters. Remember those ones with the gangsters? All right. Well, I'm going to tell you something else that came up in my research that you won't know. Okay, great. Yeah. That's my favorite yeah. part of the show. I'm going to do it. I'm going <laughs> to do it. Um, so although you, you know this word and, you know, we see it in print um, as early as 1370. Um, 1370? Yeah. It's, we see the word mum. And, and it, Charlemagne was saying this. And can I just say that oh, no, it, is, it is spelled both ways. When we look at it in print in 1370, it's spelled M-O-M. Huh. So if it was still spelled like that today, there would still be confusion on there, this side of the There world. would probably be even more, there would be even more confusion. Yeah, it yeah. would be anarchy. Um, <laughs> but there's also something else that comes out of this um, idea of mum being silent. And this is an old English practice of mumming. Mumming? Have you heard of mumming? Is it like humming? No. Okay. Is it's, it like mowing? N- no. Okay. Then I then no, I've not heard of this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Those are the only two things I can think of. So this is a start, was a, around, I'm not sure when it started because it was a tradition, but it definitely had some popularity around the 1300s. And it's a Christmas tradition and it's mumming, also known as miming. So this is where mum also links to the word mime and might have some correlation there as well. Mm -hmm. And some people have argued that actually mum actually comes from the word mime. So there's a lot of disagreements as we normally find with these words. But the idea of mumming um, basically traces back to um, in Christmas, at Christmas time in the Middle Ages, an English household would get a visit from a group of mummers and they would conceal their identity in disguises and elaborate costumes. When I saw pictures, it looked kind of creepy, but it's not meant to be creepy. It's meant to be kind of a festive thing that they do. It took me a second to realize that you weren't talking about pictures from 1370. <laughs> <laughs> more modern representation. Um, no, more modern representation. Okay, certainly. Yeah, or drawings from the time. Oh, okay. Um, the only thing mummers could say was, hmm. So it links that back to that idea as well, not just mime, but also the sound that your mouth makes. Sure. So, so they were kind of like mimes, except mimes make no sounds, whereas these guys were like, no, we can make, we can do, mm, yeah, like no face in the popular animated film Spirited Away. They could kind of, I guess, make the sound, any sound you, you could without actually 
opening your mouth. Sure. Um, so the tradition was, or play games, or they would put on a play. There's actually um, historical evidence of these mummers' plays. Um, they still go on today, although the original from the 1300s, there's no documentation found of the original place sure um and but we think that they were a mix of things like um pantomime which is still a british tradition at christmas time mm -hmm. which is an interactive play where the audience shouts at the cast members oh no he isn't he's behind you things like that yeah. like boo the villains um morris dancing which I think most Americans are more aware of than a lot of Brits because for some reason I see groups and troops of Morris dancers all <laughs> you, over the United States. You saw that States. once. It was at the Salada <laughs> Scroll, which is already like a hub of Berkeley weirdness. It is bizarre. But yeah, yeah that's a, just a pocket of culture in England. Yeah. Not something we do. Something that happens around. one day a year, May Day. Yeah. yeah. And even then... Uh, you know, probably not in cosmopolitan areas. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and it was also a combination possibly of carols. Um, so I think that at one point there was this idea around not speaking and it seems to have evolved later and that got lost somewhere along the lines. When you look at mumming today, it involves um, spoken word. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not sure when that part of it was lost. But the whole idea was that they concealed their identity. They weren't speaking at this point um, originally and they used it as an opportunity to get away with stuff. And what I mean by that is they used to go into people's homes and they used to be a bit cheeky. They used to be a, a little push the boundaries of medieval England about what they could do, get away with. You know, you'd be completely disguised. No one would know it was you and no one would be able to follow up with you. And maybe you'd have a bit of um, what we'd call in England banter, a bit of mockery. You might mock your hosts, poke fun a little bit. Um, and you might also try and swindle a few quid. So you might try and get a bit of money from them. Um, maybe by playing a dodgy card game. So, so it's burglary. <laughs> no, it's not burglary. I mean, okay, all right. Here, here's what I know about this. That's a bit of a jump you, stretch. You enter someone's home, you're concealing your identity, you're not speaking, and you're taking their stuff. <laughs> I don't know how that isn't burglary. <laughs> not, you're not taking this. Swindle doesn't, to, to swindle, someone's got an awareness of it. You, you're, okay. play, you're playing a card game or a trick on them. You, you're saying, oh, you know, I bet you a quid I can't do X and then you do it or something, you know, like he's swindling them. What's sure. the word American for swindle? Yeah, we, we say swindle. Yeah, yeah. So you do understand what I'm saying. I guess, or con, like a con artist. But that, but you're not like, but you're also not, and they're not talking, they're just going, mm-mm, right? Well, originally, yes. Okay. Although it, it did become quite blurry as to when they started. They started mumming. Because, I mean, uh, when we're looking at like the modern day representations that they have now, um, they, they are talking. Okay. You know, and, and also the things made reference to things like carols and, and plays. And I don't know, it'd be quite hard to do a whole play not talking. I mean, maybe they did, but you can't sing. Well, you can like act stuff out, like clowning. Or maybe they did sing. Maybe they just did. <laughs> I don't know. Most of those you could just have and get your way through it. Yeah, maybe. Um, so anyway, the church uh, at the time who and the monarchy, so we're talking about basically the leaders of right. England, um, they weren't a huge fan of this. They didn't really <laughs> like it. Because it was taking advantage of it? <laughs> it kind of was. Um, they didn't really like it. They actually tried to bring in some um, decrees 
shall we say, um, decrees to the to the land to say, we, please don't do this anymore. Okay. Or if you do, you will face jail time. Don't let them in your home, etc. It was kind of hard to outlaw and it, it didn't seem to do that well. Um, people still continue to do it as a tradition. Uh, it eventually started to die down, but strangely enough, in the 1980s, mumming had a revival. In the 80s? In the 80s. Under Thatcher? <laughs> well, it, it's not... I wouldn't say revival where if you go to England at any point, um, you'll, you'll have people come around your house. No, no, no. I'd never even heard of this tradition. Um, but in the areas and pockets of kind of older England in the countryside where, where it came from, places like Newfoundland um, and places in Ireland and England where it originated, they, they wanted to get in touch with their heritage and they wanted to bring it back. So it's more a need to like celebrate history, celebrate um, this idea of Englishness, mm -hmm. which actually does, if you ask me, correlate with the 1980s, because in the 1980s in the UK, we see a great rise in um, kind of nationalism, um, people being patriotic to the point of racism <laughs> um, and like a lot of anti-immigrant sentiments. So my argument would be that it kind of does go along with that just 1980s of this year. People, you know, this is, I'm not saying that all these people that tapped into this area of British culture were had this right wing sentiment, but all I'm saying <laughs> is that the, uh, this was kind of the, the atmosphere of the time. It's not racist, but it is very popular with racists. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I'm sure the people who did Mummy would, would hate me for saying that. I, right. I'm not trying to make that correlation. I'm just trying to talk about the period in history. Right. And, and you know, while Britain was becoming more racist, <laughs> this thing started to become more popular, completely unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, you know, you never know. It, it might be this this growing idea that um, English people want to find an English identity that they haven't had. This, this still continues today. Because England, I mean, nobody's English. I mean, you're either, I mean, if you're a Celt, that's probably the oldest, sure. um, you know, person that's been on the British Isles. And they're not particularly seen as English. They're more seen as, you know, Irish, Scottish or Welsh. Right. And then you've got the Anglo-Saxons and the Normans and um, the Romans, obviously. Mm. And, you know, we're just a, a little island that kept getting invaded and resettled. Right. So... Who's English? I don't know. But people have been wanting to try and prove their English Englishness. And, going and, all the way back. And I think some of it's very sincere and some of it's very, you know, just wanting to get in touch with their roots. And maybe there's a small minority that make that not so good. Sure. Use it in a, in a bad way. Use it as a as a way to belittle somebody else, as or, opposed or to just others who are more exclude new. others, as yeah. opposed to just celebrating their heritage. All right. But yeah, that's very interesting. Okay. I never it never once occurred to me that that could be the uh, the origin of that term. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been uh, Poo to a Goose. Uh, you can find us on everywhere you get your podcasts. Um, thank you so much, uh, Lori Libra and Bake Your Own Amazing Bagels for hosting us in this very first ever episode. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been Jacob. And I'm Annie. This has been another episode of Boodoo Goose. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, nobody says potato. Hey. And there's the outro.
I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon master. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. 